Hello, my name is Holly Owens, and welcome to Ed Up Ed Tech, the podcast that keeps you in the know about all the latest ed tech happenings. We interview guests from around the globe to give you deeper insights into the ed tech industry, the field of instructional design, and more. We're proudly a part of America's leading podcast network, the EdUp Experience. It's time to sit back and enjoy the latest episode of EdUp EdTech. Here's what's coming up on this episode. The much bigger problem is getting kids out of college with a degree. The easiest way to think about Truve is it's a sort of a two-sided market for both students and for schools. This existed when I went to college. I I love that answer, Holly. (laughs) A lot of times students refer to us as a dating app for college. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. We have an amazing guest with us today. We have David Hurwitt, who is the CEO and founder of Truve. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Holly. It's great to be with you. I'm really excited to get into all the things that you want to share with us about Truve. But first, we want to know more about you, David. Tell us about your journey and your experiences and getting into this ed tech space. Sure. I worked in college admissions when I was in undergraduate and graduate school. Graduate school, business school, I I was on the admissions committee, you know, reading files and voting on on applications and really enjoyed and was fascinated by the process, but then went away, built a career building and developing new products and services across a range of different industries from washing machines to wind turbines. If you have a large format front-loading washing machine in your home, that's something that when I was the senior brand manager at la- the laundry business at Whirlpool, uh, we developed those first large format front-loading washing machines that have now sold uh, probably over a billion dollars worth of that product. So this story is already very interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you don't often get someone in EdTech who says, "I built washing machines." Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but that sort of speaks to my mindset is is that of kind of a, a problem solver, an innovator, someone who who instinctively looks at any situation and says, "Are the products and services that people are using?" the right ones? Is there a better way? So I don't come from a background of admissions, but I do come at this issue with sort of that problem solvers mentality that says, do we need a simple fix? Is there a bigger fix? Why is it we're doing what we're doing? And so I'm also a father of three. My children, and I, if you could see me, you'd see air quotes around children because they're 28, 26, and 24. So they've all been through the college undergraduate process and all have successfully graduated from school. But when we took our oldest daughter back uh, or through this process about 10 years ago, I was surprised at how little had changed in college enrollment, in the search process, the enrollment process, the application process. Obviously, things had been moved online, but really fundamentally, not that much had changed about the information that was available about the schools and about our daughter for evaluation purposes. It was all essentially the exact same stuff. I was really surprised and started thinking about this and started to research it and really try to dig in and find some smart people to talk to and came to, I think, the understanding that the problem isn't so much getting kids into college. You know, with a national average four-year acceptance rate of about 75%, the much bigger problem is getting kids out of college with a degree. 
Right. Um, and and so that became, yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that became the problem that I really decided I wanted to spend my time on. The intellectual exercise of how can we get kids into college is interesting, but it's not the problem that I think most people think it is. Now, your audience is, is a more sophisticated education technology audience. And so they'll know that. But really, the problem we're trying to solve is how do we help get kids out of school? But we are actually doing that through the enrollment process. We're trying to put people in their right uh, school, in the right culture from the get-go. I'm glad you've identified that. Before you go any further, because we're going to get into all those things, I know it's it's a lot to share in, in a short amount of time, but I definitely want you to tell us about a favorite education quote of yours. Being in the space and being a CEO and founder, is there a particular quote that you're drawn to? That's an interesting question because I could try to quote you anything from Socrates to Dr. Seuss, which sort of speaks to the level of, of intellectual curiosity I have. Um, <laughs> but I, I would tell you that as I was trying to learn this industry and trying to discover really what was my particular point of view, Frank Bruni is a New York Times editor and an author of books, and he wrote a fantastic book entitled Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be. And so I would select that as the quote that has been you know, like deeply influential to me. I think there are a couple of ways you can go with that, right? Um, where I go with where you go is not who you'll be. There is this fascination that we all have with the highest possible ranked school we can get into. That that's where I need to go is quote unquote, the best school. But that in and of itself is not enough. And there is so much great data now, and Frank presents it in his book, that shares that if you go someplace where you are deeply connected to your classmates, to the learning style and the pedagogy of that school, to the social culture of that school, that you are much more likely to thrive as a student and as a person and become the person you want to be, that just going to a big brand name school is not enough. And that there is so much opportunity to go to someplace that maybe people haven't heard of and to really, really grow into yourself and become the best version of yourself. So that's what that quote means to me. And it very much is epitomized in the, in the company I've tried to build and prove. Yeah, that really resonates. You're not your school. Like you can be very proud of where you went and things like that, but it, it really does turn you into a the person that you want to be. I love that. Yeah. And, I, and just to add a, a personal note on that. So I went to a great prep school and then I went off to Georgetown and I was a, a political science major at Georgetown University. I was interning on Capitol Hill, working for my congressman. You'd think I was in my right spot. But after two years, I decided to transfer. I was just sort of potted in the wrong soil, right? It just wasn't right for me. So I went to visit my older sister, who was at a little school outside of St. Louis called Principia College. And Principia is a school of then was maybe 1,200 students. And it's just a very different academic environment, very different social environment, sort of somewhat in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I just felt so much more connected that I transferred from Georgetown to Principia, stayed as a government major, but walked away from what I think 99% of the world would say would be the ideal situation for me. But it just wasn't right for me. So I sort of have this strong sense of you really need to be potted in that right soil for you in order for you to really grow and become the best version of yourself. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you for sharing that. I'm from Maryland, so I know Georgetown pretty well. And yep. That is a prestigious institution, as you know. But yeah, I'm so glad that you had that experience and you can share that with the audience. And it all comes full circle, definitely with that quote you shared. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're a founder, you're CEO of an ed tech company. Tell us 
How do you personally define educational technology? Uh, you know, I would say for me, it's sort of any hardware, software, service, or process that helps you access education, learn better, or I think importantly, stay on your educational journey for a lifetime. I think oftentimes we get a fairly narrow view of, of education technology. It's something that helps you to learn. But from my perspective, there is a huge opportunity on the front end of this to help put people in a position to learn, but they will be far more effective learners if they're in the right place. There's technology involved that isn't just a piece of hardware or even a service, but it's a process change. For example, so much of, of the model today in admissions is built around casting a very wide net and seeing what you can grab in that net, but not really knowing what you've got until you start reading applications. And I think if we were to start over from scratch, we'd say that's probably not the best use of resources, time and money, and it doesn't yield the best results. That if we could move the screening up front from a process change standpoint so that students could know who they were talking to and schools could know the students they were talking to earlier in the process. So you'd stop talking to strangers. You'd start to engage with people that had relevant connection to you. And then you could choose to submit an application. That would just really, I think, change everything. So yes. I, I include process Developing that, that rapport with people. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just throw one more sort of log on that fire of my definition, which is somewhat broad. I would say education technology should also be democratizing. The education system, especially access to education, is so tied to, did your parents go to school? What's the level of affluence? Where did you go to high school? All those factors that, that are historically tied to an unequal system, an unlevel playing field, that I believe that technology should also play a role in leveling that field. That's something that that we have a very sort of strong mission orientation towards, making sure that we make our technology accessible and that it helps to level this playing field. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And I'm so glad and I'm sure that you're doing that with truth. Time to get into all the stuff you've kind of alluded to it. Tell us about Truve. Describe the product, the service, what you offer to institutions and organizations and education. Get the audience excited. Tell them about all the things because this is definitely what I'm learning about right now and I want them to engage as well. Okay. So the easiest way to think about Truve is it's a sort of a two-sided market for both students and for schools. From the student perspective, you can go to Truve, take a quick 10-minute survey that's really focused on your academic cultural preferences and then your social cultural preferences. So what are the set of conditions in and out of the classroom that you find to be the most exciting to you? where you would do your best work, be your best, sort of the best version of yourself. That quick 10-minute uh, quiz would then give you a whole list of schools that you can then further research and say, yeah, you know what? I see why Truve matched me with that. A lot of times students refer to us as a dating app for college. And I like that analogy. It actually works pretty well. From the school side, this actually becomes a, a really clear indicator of whether or not someone is a good fit for you. And from an enrollment team perspective, it gives, it gives you a really good sense for whether or not an individual is someone that you should be investing time and money on in the enrollment and the search and admissions process. And so the way we go about this is a little bit different, that so much of the focus in enrollment these days has gotten into what in the industry term is, or the phrase is butts and seats, right? You find a lot of enrollment people who say, my job is to put butts and seats. I yes. need to fill my freshman class. I've heard that multiple times yep, in higher yep. education all the time. Yes. And, and, I, and I get it, right? I mean, from a, from a management perspective, 
the the incentive that they have to get hired and fired is to build a class every fall and to deliver a certain amount of revenue, net tuition revenue from that class. And, and I understand why then, therefore, they do exactly that. They're obviously are concerned about whether or not they're bringing in the right kids and whether these these students are staying in there. And I, I don't mean to use the word kids because there's so many adult learners that we should I know. Be I, about well, I make that mistake too, because just it, being a teacher, it's just, it's yeah, innate. I, yeah, I keep trying to catch myself with that and I'll eventually work that out of my vocabulary. But the students, of course, the, the enrollment people want those students to succeed. No enrollment person has ever been fired because the school's graduation rate wasn't high enough. That has led, I think, to a little bit of myopic focus on will they submit an application? Will they submit a deposit check? Will they show up in the fall? And those are obviously important things, but it's the wrong objective. Uh, and so TRUVE starts from the premise that says the goal is getting out with a degree. The goal is graduating, not enrolling. The enrollment goals will take care of themselves if you're finding your future graduates in the pool. But we move our, our success definition from will they enroll to will they graduate. And if that's your goal, then the good news is that the largest part of every school community are your graduates, right? Your alumni base is significantly larger than your current student base. Right. With that, we can actually apply some modern data science with some AI um, sprinkled in there for good measure and take a reasonably small slice of your recent graduates to complete the same 10-minute quiz and say, can you tell us the set of conditions that were important to your success in and out of the classroom at your school? And with that information, that creates a lens or a filter that we can then train on the prospects who are looking at your school so you can literally see the lions, tigers, or bears in your prospect pool. And more than that, by partnering with other schools, as you would through this through the True platform, we can actually apply your, we refer to as your digital DNA that we got from your alumni, your recent graduates. We can apply the, the lens of your digital DNA to the entire global pool of prospects instead of that small, narrow slice that most schools see and say, we're going to find you a whole bunch of new people highly diverse, different types of people that have the same preference for learning and social culture that you do really, really well. I wish this existed when I went to college. <laughs> I, always... I love that answer, Holly. <laughs> that is my initial reaction when you're telling me all this, how innovative, how cool, how like, I, I need that quiz. I needed that quiz so bad, that 10-minute yeah, well... quiz and making these connections and developing this report and direction. Needed you know, I'm, yeah, I and I appreciate that. And um, yeah, it's funny when I speak to enrollment people and they're trying to understand, I say, well, just pretend that you're your 17-year-old self and go take the quiz and you'll see kind of what it would recommend to you. Right. And so, you know, it's early going for us, but the reception we're getting is phenomenal. It's it's a lot like exactly what you say. And there's a little something in this for everyone. We're talking to students and they immediately get it and they say, oh, it's a dating app for college. And I say, yes, that's exactly what it is. And you can go in. You can see where you're, you're a fit. You can swipe on them. You can like them. They can like you back. It's very comfortable for students to operate in that way. You're meeting them where they're at. That's exactly. a space that, yeah. and, that the, the space that they're in. Right, right. And, and where they're not at is receiving a lot of junk mail and having their, their inbox overflowing with messages that they're desperately trying to avoid. Schools know that it doesn't work. Students know that it doesn't work. And yet we all sort of keep doing it because there has to be a better way before we're comfortable stopping because we know that the volume game essentially works. But the think about the spending. Most schools, probably 95 to 97% of the money that they invest in outreach to try to encourage applications falls on deaf ears. Yeah. 
And so we have a system that perpetuates year in and year out that's 97% inefficient. So it's ripe for some improvement. Absolutely. Um, but like you said, it's to meet both the students where they are and the schools where they are. Truve is not coming at this. And I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to this not being from the industry. I'm not coming and saying, well, you guys are crazy and everything you've been doing has to change. No, 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 no. Let's meet you where you are. If you're looking, you have a system that's built on reaching lots of students and trying to encourage them to engage with you and to submit an application and to enroll in your school. We want to help you in that process. We just want to help quantify exactly why they should enroll with you, what you should be looking for in those students, and then increase the reach that you have as you're looking for students in what we all understand to be a declining pool size and a declining level of interest in potentially in four-year college degrees from Gen Z. So there are a lot of reasons why you have to do something different. The old saying about you can't keep doing the same things and expect a different result, the definition of insanity. You have to try some different things. And so this We're trying to offer the opportunity to look at things differently so that you can actually see the success markers that are unique to your community in the pool, expand your pool, and then have a better outcome when it comes to actually graduating instead of just enrolling. I am digging all this that you're saying, and we could go on for hours about this stuff. And I yeah, I, I'll give you my phone number. We can talk. I, yeah, no, we can day. text about it for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's not it's not an area I was in when I worked in higher education, but it's definitely something. Thinking about the data and analytics and making the connections and, like you say, the outreach. And I always think about sports and when they recruit different players and like drafting and all that stuff. That's really analogous to this kind of situation where you're trying to get people to enroll at your institution. It's it's kind of like going out looking for the first round draft picks. Yeah. It's interesting too. You mentioned first round draft picks. I'm thinking first date because of this dating analogy. Yeah. Um, You know, what happens a lot of times in the mind of most students, they think that applying for college is like asking schools out on a date, on a first date. They're running around saying, I'm going to apply to this school and this school and this school. I'm going to ask them all to love me and date me. And so I'm going to submit an application. The common app makes that much easier than it used to be. And click, click, click. They're, They're applying to all these schools. And they don't really recognize that what the school is turning around saying is, will you marry me? And will you stay married to me forever? And that disconnect of student is looking skin deep and thinking that's just about, do you like me? To the school saying, we're actually selecting you with the hope that you will become a lifelong member of our community. And so that disconnect is sort of where we live and the problem we're trying to solve. Love it. All right. You told us a lot of amazing stuff about what you're doing. And what I want to know, and I'm sure the audience is wanting to know as well, is what's on the roadmap for the upcoming year? Like, don't violate any NDA stuff. You know, tell us what you can tell us. Tell us some of your goals. What's on the roadmap? You're already doing amazing stuff. Well, I appreciate it. So the startup world, um, we are in this, this phase right now where we are out there aggressively trying to meet lots of new customers and sign them up and get them to be paying customers. So we've created a really, really sort of attractive onboarding process and low price point to get started and, and a way we can articulate the message. And we keep refining the message. We just hired a new head of business development that comes from a dozen years on the enrollment side and then almost 10 years on the ed tech side. So she's got a phenomenal background for us. So we're just meeting tons in, of schools. We've built what we think is a really, really strong product, kind of a, we're about version 1.3 of our product right now. And we're going to keep rolling with that for the next year or so, grow our customer base. And then I think there is a lot of stuff that I would love to tell you about, but I can't tell you about, but it's all built around. But we want to know. 
<laughs> well, you, you, you know, I know, so I know. We'll wait. So, we'll wait. Yeah. Tell all your friends to sign up with Truve and I'll let it all out. I okay. <laughs> uh, everything we want to go do is predicated on our ability to actually find your future graduates in the pool. Because as the president of one um, small university said to me the other day, once you have the data that proves that you can help us to enroll our future graduates, to find and enroll our future graduates, it's Willy Wonka time. He goes, you have the golden ticket. And if that's the case, that's going to allow us to drive a lot of this inefficiency out of the system to help schools reach more, reach deeper, reach more effectively into long-term relationships. And I'm so bullish on ed tech in general, and I'm bullish on higher education. I've read studies about the this longevity impact of people with a college degree versus someone who has not attained a high school degree. You're going to live for like 15 years longer, and, and every major disease category is lessened because you have this better experience in your life. There are so many things we can do to create these lifelong learning relationships, but they have to start with, as I hear all the time from students, I just want to find my people. And if we can help you find your people, then you're going to stay, you're going to learn, and you're going to develop this lifelong learning relationship that all these new cool technologies are going to enable you to stay as a learner, to stay engaged with that school and to give and receive value forever as a learner. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing all of those things coming to fruition for you. So we're coming up on the end of the episode here, which is a sad time because um, <laughs> we could have, we could definitely go more in depth in this conversation. And I would love if you came back and told us in like a year what's happening. There we go. Um, so I have final two, really three questions for you that I want you to answer. Is there anything that we missed and anything else you'd like to share? And then the final question is you putting on your fortune teller's hat and telling us what the future of ed tech looks like. Sure. Um, all right, let me let me start with the first piece. We're coming into that season in the enrollment cycle where offers are out there, students are going to have to make some choices. And and I hear all the time, especially from parents, I'm trying to find the best school. And I think what they mean by that is the highest ranked school in this silly US news ranking system we all pay too much attention to. And I would encourage everyone, whether they be on the school side or on the parent side or a student, finish the sentence differently. Find the school that is the best for you. I joke about a pair of pants, right? I don't care whether my pants are highly ranked pants or not. What I care about is their fit for me. Think about school a little bit more personally and think long-term about, is this the best school for me? And in terms of the, the future of ed tech, you know, I reference our, our bias is obviously strongly towards fit, creating that sense that the people around you are your people. They are the people that in the language of the industrial psychologists that we work with, they talk about psychological safety. They talk about sort of that tortoise shell, that if, what, what is the set of conditions that, that allows that tortoise or wants makes them want to, willing to stick their head out and express themselves and be their best self in and out of the classroom? And so if you find that, if you find those conditions where your, your community just feels like themselves and they are out there having a great time learning and engaging with each other, then the ability to deliver value for a lifetime is incredibly exciting. There is so much, you know, technology fundamentally makes it easier today for us to spend time together virtually, to continue to learn as adults. And if your school is your place, if those are your people, then your first instinct as a learner through your life, as you train for a different career, as you want to learn new technologies and want to find out what crypto is all about. Yeah. If, your if your instinct is to go back to your undergraduate school, that's your place 
then the opportunity for the undergraduate school to deliver value to you for your entire life is dramatically changed because the model of sell a four-year degree and then ask for money for nothing for the rest of their lives is kind of silly and it doesn't work very well. But if the model is connect with your people, sell them a four-year degree, and then be with them on their road of education for a lifetime, so many cool technologies to allow schools to do that. Yes, indeed. indeed. So the glass is half full. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What's the future? Yeah, the future is easier, more democratically delivered access to education, and that you should be really rigorously trying to find your place, find the set of people, culture in and out of a classroom that define the place that you feel most comfortable with, because you really could use those relationships forever. 90% of people today, 90 plus percent of people today who finish their undergraduate degree never have any particular association with that school again. If you can be one of the 10% and we can turn that 10 into 20 to 30 to 40%, then you've got a real partner. You've got a real leg up as you progress through your life that you are going to be on top of everything, learning, growing, evolving as a person. And the, imagine what that does for the school community and how vibrant that becomes. I can't wait to see. And you said you sprinkle in AI. So I'm really looking yep. forward to seeing what all that does. And yeah, there's there's definitely some cool things that we can do. And the, the capacity of computers these days to find patterns of success and behavior and outcome that, that the human mind couldn't possibly find is really very cool. Our capacity to bring in all this data about schools and about the outcomes of the people that have experienced those schools and say, Hey, you, this is a group of people. This is a place where you should know about. That's pretty powerful stuff. Absolutely. Well, David, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on EdUp EdTech and tell the audience about Truve and all the wonderful things you're doing in this space. It's really been a pleasure to have you on the show. And I will have everything in the show notes, all the information about the quiz, where to go and sign up for Truve, where to contact David. It'll all be there for the audience. So thank you so much. Thank you. Truve.me. Very simple. Oh, so there. easy. There we go. An easy ed tech company with an easy website. Love it. There you go. You've just experienced an another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. Be sure to visit our website at edupedtech.com to get all the updates on the latest EdTech happenings. See you next time.